welcome to Well Played VHS, Well Played's video and TV discussion podcast. I am Zach Jackson, joined by James Wood. Hello. And Nathan Hennessy. I'm so happy to be here. And today we are talking The Last of Us HBO show episode one recap, full spoilers. So if you're here and you haven't seen it and you do want to keep, uh, preserve the experience, uh, save this for later and, and come back and, and join us then. But um, yeah, so we'll just be talking episode one. James's review is up on the website, www.well-play.com.au and there is a VHS uh, spoiler-free review discussion that we did uh, a week ago that is available on all your uh, juicy little podcast feeds there. All right, let's get stuck right into it. James, you and I have saw it a couple of weeks ago, so it's it's a little bit uh, older for for you and I. But Nathan, you're you're fresh fresh off a, a viewing of episode one. Indeed. What did you think? I was very entertained. I've not thought about this in much critical terms as yet. But I had expectations of what this was going to be, a fairly down-the-line adaptation, and it couldn't be much more that. Like, you know, there will be discussions occurring about some shots-for-shot replications from the game. It delivered on that, and a lot of dialogue just replicated. So it is what I would imagine a safe adaptation to be, and it certainly is that. And I was happy with that. So I want to touch on the word safe there. What what makes it... Uh, why is it safe? Okay, so... Why is it not like authentic, you know? Why, why are we using the word safe kind of thing? So, so just keep in mind, I have only seen episode one. And mm. episode one is only covering, let's say, the first two to three hours of the game, give or take. So I say safe because it pretty much hit every milestone, every event and sequence that I thought was the most notable from those first three hours. The the sequence that you have with the car getaway at the start before the time skip with Joel, brother and daughter. Um, you know, the dialogue that I expected to hear was heard. Specific shots were 100% there, um, even in, even in the most subtle sense. So I think the word authentic could also still apply. It was very authentic to what my memory tells me Mm. was those first three hours of The Last of Us. Sands much in the way of surprises. But I wasn't necessarily expecting to be surprised in the first episode. No, I just feel like that sometimes, and this is not like a criticism of of your take just then, but maybe safe is a is a negative thing. Like it can be, um, it can be seen that way. Yeah, yeah. and and look, Whereas, maybe it yeah. does come off that way, but only episode one yet. So I Correct, might say yeah. safe at yeah. the end of the season, and it may have a different connotation. Mm, true, very true. Well, James, uh, mm. we yeah, your thoughts are are out there already, but. Um, what did you make of the start of the show? Because it's it's very very well. When I say it's very different to the game, but it is a little bit different to the game. It gives a little bit more backstory, a bit more context to a certain uh, couple of scenes. Um, what did you make of um, old mate from the Mummy? I've looked at his name before and I've already forgotten it. That's who it is. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Um, okay. Jonathan from, from the Mummy. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got his, yeah, but he. Uh, you know, there's the so the opening scene is. Is it like the seventies or something? Or sixties? Sixties um, talk show. Early yeah, 60s. And there's like 
Yeah, it's like yeah, like a little talk show with two scientists, and um, and then one's I don't remember what the first scientist is talking about, but um, uh, obviously viral pandemics. Yeah, and then I think yeah, then it goes to Jonathan from the Mummy. We'll just call him Jonathan, Doctor John, um, and yeah, he talks about uh, the cordyceps and that, and it, it sort of mm-hmm. gets to a point where the host is kind of looks like he's shitting his pants a bit and he's like, oh, do you think this will actually ever occur? And, um, yeah, I, what does he say? He's like, oh, like I don't if, remember. If it does, we lose. Yeah, uh, that's right. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, and just to be um, clear, the it that we're talking about is like a, a fungal takeover of correct. the human race. Yeah. Fungus being that's able exactly to what adapt. happens, basically. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, what'd you make of that little scene? Because I felt like that felt very Chernobyl-y, if you want to call it that. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I know it as much in my review. Like, I think it's when, um, and uh, Nathan, you don't know this, but there is, there's a scene at the beginning of episode two that's very similar. Um, and mm. the, I think they are both, like, standout moments for the show. Not because, like, look, cold opening on, oh, what if there was a global pandemic and a lot of people died is a little gauche. I think in retrospect, I don't think I quite acknowledged in my review how much I'm like, that's a choice. Um, but in just purely in a vacuum, um, you're right. It is the most Chernobyl-y. It's very dry. It's obviously set in a different period. So it's got that costuming and everything going on. It's got a good amount of texture there. Um, yeah, like I, I really do like that opening. Uh, and I do think it's, it doubles as like a good bit of exposition and as just a nice bit of table setting for like what in my opinion should have been more of the tone of the show. Yeah. And then we, uh, then we go to the modern day or, or sorry to the modern day to the start of the game. Uh, and we get a little bit more of Sarah, uh, and not like a lot, but just a little, little bit more of, um, her and Joel's lifestyle. If you want to call it that, you know, um, she goes and takes the watch, uh, from his drawer and, Goes and gets that fixed at a, at a local little watch repairer, but um, which you know in the game, I think the first time we, we kind of saw her was uh, when she came home. Sorry, when she came home, when Joel came home and you know gave him the watch for his birthday. Mm. Yes. Um, so you know, it just just kind of gave a, a little bit more to to Sarah rather than just being a girl who just or a daughter that just dies. Um, and then the um. neighbors. Does it? I I, I, don't, I think I think a tiny little bit. I think a little bit more. I think it has a different mechanical purpose. I think it's to give Joel a bit more character or a bit less mm. character. It's to make him seem a bit bit hopeless. Like he can't yeah, really right. function without a yeah. woman in the house. Oh, that probably sounds a bit bit not very good, but. No, but you do kind of touch on um, something that I think we're going to talk about a fair bit as we sort of recap the show, but like the shift in the in Joel's masculinity from the ah, game to you. the series are very different things. Yes. Um, like I, I rewatched the pilot today um, and I also rewatched the beginning of the game just because I really wanted to have like a nice fresh comparison. And Joel's ineptitude in the game is much more cold about it whereas like in the show and this is a byproduct of Pedro Pascal obviously because he's so likable um but I do feel like across this entire episode we see a lot of different turns for the character where instead of it being more of a clear-cut 
not a great dude um, vibe. This is more of a he's really trying his best vibe. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and those are very different things, and they lead you to very different conclusions for where well, we all know as people who played the game where this story is going to go. Uh, and I, I, that's, that's really interesting. I don't know if I'm I good just way. I just felt that, that that little five minutes or eight minutes, like whatever it was, kind of gave you more to feel about when Sarah does die. Oh, like yeah. Kind of, yeah, like it gives a bit more to that part is more like what I mean. Because, you know, if, if they just did it beat by beat from the game, you're kind of like, eh, like whatever. Like mm-hmm. I've only seen this girl, you know, for two minutes. Don't really care. Um, so, yeah, I kind of, but it was interesting, yeah, the uh, the whole Neighbours thing. What was the film that, I don't know if you remember the film that she grabbed. It does. Uh, no. I can't remember if it was a real film or not, but um, mm. might, might have to be like a 90s film of the week for Buddy. Um, <laughs> yeah, so then, um, we, you know, then we had the... No, you go. Please go. No, I just want to talk about The Neighbours for a second because... Um, I, so I feel like in a lot of zombie apocalypse movies, we've seen these exact beats, like the dog being suspicious of somebody and the, the creepy grandma. Um, I, I just... I don't quite understand why this portion of the episode is sort of being heralded as this like, oh, it's like doing a lot of heavy lifting for the, that the game couldn't do while it's just really engaging in a bunch of like very safe, safe, like you said before, an established zombie movie Some, scene. Something is awry in the suburbs. Exactly. Yeah. You've it's, seen it in Black Summer. You've seen it in jo- like anything George R. Romero. You saw it in the Resident Evil movie. Like, yeah, you <laughs> did. It's it's yeah. not you know it, it's not really that revolutionary. And and so yeah, I don't know. I just kind of question why some of this is here. Mm. But it also it's a familiar entry point, I suppose, for for some mm, folks. Yeah. You know, it's a. That's true. It is definitely much more accessible this way. And but, I think it, it showed that Sarah had like a relationship to a degree with with the neighbors so i guess when uh, joel ends up killing no mm. do they kill or do they just drive over them i can't no, remember he swings a wrench no, that's, right. yeah. that, that's yeah. it yeah and it's a like bit it, of a guess, visceral it, yeah i feel like again that has just a little bit more weight behind that part um not like a lot but just a, a little more but i do i do think it was a little bit out of i'm gonna say out of place but um unnecessary I thought it was a fun, that. cheesy creature reveal because that's when you really get the good up front close of the face. Actually, no, it was before that you get the Resident Evil thing where she's chowing down on, on mum in yeah. the kitchen yeah, and does I, the I whole like, glimpse up yeah. towards the yeah, camera. Yeah. Oh, where have I seen I this shot that. before? But the mm. scene where she's just fucking dying in the fucking chair or going or turning in the chair, I was like, yeah. I, I was like come on, man. Like, Yeah. Come it's on. just like, oh, and like her back is like, and that, that's the thing for a video game adaptation. This does feel like a video game in a lot of ways where like the yeah. pacing of certain moments is like, yeah, this is this like, this feels like a video game to me. Um, but yeah, that, that's a silly gripe. It, it's not really like a major concern. No, because no, it's what the first 10, 10 minutes of the show. But what did you think mm. of Sarah? Because um, obviously there's a lot of. Bullshit reactions. A lot of bullshit reactions. Casting, that's uh, yeah. Um, you know, people not pleased that uh it's not authentic to to the game but you know as as i said to james i, th- I think she portrays sarah like very well she she plays mm. sarah i think to a t this is uh, nico um, parko is who we're talking about by the way that's the actress's name who i found out today is uh thandy newton's daughter so oh, oh, really? oh. i love thandy yeah. newton yeah um but yeah nathan how'd you uh, find sarah 
hey, she she turned up and she gave it her best. I mean, I got no notes. Um, I guess all I'd say on the on the issue of the what we're going to see if we're not seeing it already, we're going to see it. Um, some uh, viewers showing distaste for the fact there's been a clear ethnicity swap here, I suppose is the nice way of putting it. Mm. But let's just be mm. frank here. Video game adaptation. If this is where you struggle with uh, dropping the sense of disbelief, uh, that's a weird <laughs> hill to die on because that's not going to be the last bit of tomfoolery in terms of adaptation inconsistencies. It's right across the board here in broad strokes. They're just the details. But really, the heart of what you want out of the character is fully given. She does a great Sarah. Um, yeah, that's really all I can say. I think she turned mm. up. She did a good job. That shot of her in the back of the car as she's trying to take in what's happening. Oh, she's freaking out. Kind of mix of fear and, and adrenaline and all of that. Mm. It's so well done. Yes, yeah, absolutely. One thing that was, um, I, th- I think, uh, well... It is different to the game is uh, actually when like, sort of Joel gets that phone call from Tommy and Tommy's been mm. locked up because he's beat up a dude at a bar. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I found, I found that a bit odd. Um, just that little inclusion. Like, like, why does it have to be? Why does he have to be arrested in? Yeah, it's the kind of choice that I feel like they're making if you make Tommy more of a main character. Um, yeah. And you know, we'll, we'll get to where we get to with that stuff, mm. but it is a strange one in that regard. Yes. Um, but yeah, but that was a different, different, uh, little, uh, part of the game. And then we kind of, you know, the outbreak occurs and uh, which is, it's very, very similar to the game. They're driving through the town, um, or, you know, they drive past the, the house that's on fire and they go, that's whoever, I can't that's, remember the name. Old mates. Yeah. Old mates house. Um, I think that house was, was in the day before too, but uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, There's a little throwback yeah, to no, episode no. 159 of the uh, podcast. That's it. That's it. Um, I do I, I do kind of want to touch on the uh, the outbreak car sequence, I guess, because yes. I, I want to know how you two feel about this. Um, the game version is a lot more subdued. Um, you know, it's it's not like a massive jetliner crashing behind them and, and causing the street to explode. It's a small sort of rural Americana town and someone drives into a gas tank and, and that blows up and that's what sort of causes the, the veering mm. off course and whatnot. And just those, those changes that I, I look at for the sake of, you know, quote unquote scale and prestige television drama. Um, and I, I find them a bit strange, I guess. I just don't know why that that sort of shift has been made. Yeah, I thought, thought I thought the plane was a very odd uh, mm. choice. I thought that was too too big. Yeah. Because um, it's clearly yeah. like, yeah, some bum small town. Um, mm. Well, I mean, in the game it was. I feel like in this yeah. they're just like on the out, like literally in yeah. the city basically, um, yeah, well, which makes the, the copying yeah. of the game dialogue so strange when she's like, oh, it's only affecting people in the city. It's like, bro, yeah. you were literally in the city like this afternoon. Like I don't, yeah. I don't get this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that was um, odd, odd. Hmm. Nathan, mm. do you have a any Look, thoughts on that? It's it's uh yeah, it's very loud, very Hollywood mm. type sequence. Going in with that kind of perspective, again, I was pleasantly entertained. Uh, there there was a couple of you know 
puzzling bits. Like there is one part just before we see the airliner crash, we see like three airliners take off overhead. I'm yeah. not talking about the jets. I'm talking like proper Boeing, the, the actual full blown passenger airlines. Yeah, and they're just like yeah. taking off in formation. And I was like, are they, are they like are they taking off with people? Is this kind of like an emergency departure, or are the pilots mm. just getting out of dodge? What's going on there? We don't question it. Again, it's loud. It's impressive. Um, but but just on the the airliner crashing. I, I guess I'm, I, I felt a little bit tickled at the fact that when we see the car stop in this kind of intersection and they're realizing, well, shit, we got to reverse, the camera goes to the back seat and you can see something big in the distance. And I was like, surely mm. that's an airliner. And they don't draw any attention to it for at least another minute. And then mm. it becomes clear as an airliner. So I was like, oh, that's a nice little detail there. But again, how important is that detail? What effect did it have? Uh, I don't really know. It's just very loud. Because yeah. in the in the game, because you played it the opening today, yeah. Uh, I watched James. It, but yeah, yeah. Okay, so in the game, um, it's a car crash, isn't it? Like, like someone runs into Joel. Oh, Tommy and Joel, is it? Uh, yeah, like the the car that comes off from side of the screen just knocks yep. them out, basically. Yeah, it's 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 very believable situation of like I feel like there's a grounded yeah. kind of panic to that opening. Um, Instead of do a miss plane, a bit of that here. Yeah, I feel like the like the plane land or crashing and then blowing everything up was kind of a bit um, disaster movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and then it all kind of goes um, straight to that you know to that moment uh, where she gets shot pretty pretty quickly, um, which I guess you mm-hmm. know you you kind of don't want to eat up too much time just running around. But um, I don't, uh, Kieran Stockton, I know that he said he goes, he goes it was a bit undercooked. He felt he felt like the death scene wasn't quite as impactful um, in the show. Yeah, I actually yeah. thought it was. I thought it was pretty good. I, I do. I do actually think it's it's pretty good. Having just seen both of yeah. them back to back, basically, like I, they are both very very well executed. Um, yeah. I don't think I prefer one or the other. It's just two different actors with two different takes on it. It definitely holds longer in the show. Um, yeah, the the game cuts pretty quick. Did you notice in the show they uh, the guard doesn't actually go doesn't make a reference to there being a child or a little girl really? or whatever? Yeah, I'm pretty sure in the show the guard doesn't go. Sir, oh, interesting. You know, he's just a little girl or whatever. Yeah, like that. sir, there's a girl. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, interesting. Or huh. it's a kid or something. Um, yeah, he just just kind of goes, "I'm gonna fucking shoot you." Yeah. Look, um, it's like I guess <clears throat> we could say for many of us, it's. Well, I mean, myself, it's like the fifth time I've seen this sequence, right? And this is just a different mm. version of it. Still had those gut punches. It was still pulling them strings and, you know, mm. kudos to that. You know, that that's mm-hmm. that's a hard thing to pull off that many times with that level of efficacy. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. You know, and then we jump 20 years, 20 years? Is it, it is 20. Is yeah, they, 20 they go years. a bit further this time. So we go from 2003 to 2023. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's nothing in between, is there? I thought for maybe this. No, there was we just see that kid coming yeah. in from the wilderness. Yeah. Oh yes, yes. Um, sorry, it's funny because I was it, watching yeah. with my partner, um, and she goes, "Is that Ellie? It doesn't look like Ellie." That's... I'm like, "No, nah." For the first like three or four seconds, I was like, "Is that how they're gonna show or introduce Ellie as being like abandoned or whatnot?" You, you went there as well, um, right? I, well, I was like very, very quickly. I was like, "Is that? That's not." Yeah, but then oh, no, I, no, she she was definitely like thirty seconds into that sequence before yeah. she dropped that one. I was like, <laughs> "No." Um, yeah, but even again, like that was a little bit odd. Yeah, look, that that 
didn't. Yeah, I, I could definitely give that a miss. It's just zombie movie stuff. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, I think it, it's very, very familiar, safe, acceptable storytelling stuff like there's a, a tragedy happens to a, a little boy first up which is strange coming straight off the back of what happens to sarah right like it's like we already get the brutality of what's sort of going yeah. down in this world and i think to to jump in i loved the performance of the guard i'll say that whoever she was that uh, did the whole like we're going to give you medicine and then you can have toys and whatnot like her her warmth to him while like they're preparing to kill him um i did enjoy that performance i just don't know what the scene adds to anything because no, no. if anything it just makes uh, fedra slightly more sympathetic on an individual level which is what mm. not what the show needs for fedra to be yeah so i don't know um and also just kind of who what why like who's the kid uh, yeah no, look i, I didn't I, care sorry yeah yeah and then we yeah <laughs> That's and then we obviously we get to joel and he's throwing he's just like fuck it mate if you won't throw that body in i'll i'll throw him myself now he's doing the hard yakka uh, that's where i was tuning that's in. it mate yes that's it um and then he goes, um, yeah, he goes up to the to the guard or whatever, and he's like, "What what pays more, or or, or like what he got for tomorrow, mm-hmm. or something?" Um, to get the rations, I, I think it's to get the rations. Um, yeah, we, yes. but then you, yeah, and then it goes to this other weird thing. I don't know. This wasn't in the game, was it? Like, Oxys? or it was never was never implied. What the drugs? The the, the oxies. Well, yeah, the is definitely new. Yeah, um, yeah, the the drugs are in the game. Um, are they? Like no, they're not I... specifically named, but oh. yeah, because yeah, they make a whole big deal. It's it's oxycodone or oxycodone, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. It's the you know, it's the medicinal heroin, heroin and bullets coming out of what was it, Washington? I don't fucking know. But anyway, yeah, some some factory. The fact that yeah. he's he's chewing them down like they're candy as well. Like he, he pops, doesn't he pop like four of them or something? Like bro. Haven't you seen? Oh, no, anyway. I think he just puts them in his little pouch. But he like takes a yeah. little like taste test to make sure it's real. Uh, I'm going. Yeah. I'm skipping forward to when he goes to have a nap in the next scene. Oh, he, oh, Joel, he not pops the guard, a sorry, handful of yeah. these, and I'm like, oh, okay, oh. here's another one of those beautiful sense of like disbelief moments. So I've got to just let slide. Yeah. Because if you're popping that many, mate, you yeah, you ain't waking, waking up back for up. A while. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Um, um yeah, yeah, I could I couldn't I couldn't recall if drugs were. In the game or not? Nondescript, right? Yeah, it's just pills. I think is what it's called in the, in the games. They just say like, "Does he have our pills or something?" Because the the inciting sort of incident for uh, Joel and Tess in the game is to smuggle drugs. It's not to get a battery to go and save his brother. Another one of those major changes where you're like, this fundamentally shifts the characterization of Joel, though. And yeah. And making those changes in the beginning, I think, is really good. But then you've got to sort of follow through and maybe write the rest of the season as if you did make those changes. And they, well, they don't. But yeah. Maybe we could dwell on that for a second. Because I admit, I was very baffled. I felt like the whole battery thing was adding a little bit too much to the source. Because I, I was trying mm. to figure out, okay, so we got this battery. The battery's a thing that we want. Why do we want it? I'm having to piece together. Do we want a battery to get a car driving so that we can go and find Tommy? None of these stakes were made very clear to me, so I was having to do a bit mm. of heavy lifting. Was it clear to you folks? Were you following along fully with the sequence of events? The battery stuff, the technical elements, no. I was like, where's the car Because we're now? spending a lot like, of time on yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, well, the Tommy motivation, I think, makes perfect sense does. for an adaptation like this. You know, it's like he wants to save his brother. That's very cut and dry. Again, it's a very safe choice to make. But, um, but where are you going to start but, looking for him? What's the logistics here? We're just well, looking for a battery and then we're good it. to go? 
Yeah. I'm, 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 re- I'm reading into this a lot, but it was a lot of things happening in a very short space of time. By this well, point, whole... we're actually halfway through the episode. Mm. So the, the whole Robert and Tess thing is, well, and Joel thing is different too. Like the whole thing is completely different. So um, they do get fucked over by a third party. I think his name is Robert in the game as well. It's just not yeah, yeah, yeah. presented so that in this part, way. No, so what ha- happens is in the game, Robert takes the, her their guns from memory. Yes, yes take, takes their guns. Here, she's, yeah. he's stolen a battery. Yeah. From them, um, and that sort of first thing they're, when they're together, they're in like that bunker thingy. Uh, Tess is getting beaten up or tortured or whatnot. Mm. Um, I don't think that's that's not from the from the game. I don't think. No. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure Tess and Joel just meet kind of on the street, and she's like, "Let's go get my guns back or whatever." Um, yeah, basically, he just wakes up and she comes into the apartment after she's been beat yeah. up. Um, it's yeah. very like to the point. Um, yeah. Uh, and then Some that, might say all, efficient compared to what we get here, but I'm not willing to say that yet. So. Yeah, so they then go out and um, go to in in the game. They they you know you have that mission where you go out and actually chase or hunt down Robert and his crew um, and have those set pieces and whatnot. Here, you, um, but yeah, they go they go looking for the battery, or no, sorry, they find out where Robert is and then and then go looking for Robert. Mm-hmm. And the battery, and that's and that's when they run into Marlene. So, yes. uh, this is also where we get our, another major diversion from the game, in that the uh, the spores are no longer here, which take or leave, I guess, as a creative choice. But I do remember, like, when they went down into that like uh, subway station or whatever it is, and you saw like the big. Um, it reminded me of um, that Natalie Portman Netflix movie, the the sci fi one that the Annihilation did. And I'm glad that you brought that up. I'm glad that you brought that up because uh, just a quick tangent here. Thanks for bringing that up. Annihilation. Uh, So that's the, um, oh, fuck. Let's not dwell on the director, but the dude who wrote the original book is Jeff Vandermeer. Jeff Vandermeer Mm. is a fantastic uh, sci-fi thriller horror author. He's in Florida. He's obsessed with fungus. What's he done? (laughs) He's hopped onto Twitter today. He's got fucking opinions on this, doesn't he? He's um, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got opinions on this. He's <laughs> like, so they can take away the fact that the spores don't matter, but regardless of the fact, the spores are going to matter. They're just going to be breathing them in. Blah blah blah. This guy's obsessed with fungus, and again, you know this if you've seen Annihilation. It's a big f- part of it. Um, and I just found it amusing that he, he's known as like the mushroom nerd. That the mushroom <laughs> nerd gets on Twitter and has a bit of a blast about this. All in good fun, though, mind you. Like, yeah, he's fully yeah. accepted that they've done this as a deliberate choice. He just said that it's very odd that they've chosen tendrils. Tendrils mm. is the method of communication for the disease or the virus now. He says that just seems a little bit far. Like, they're, they're, going, they're overcompensating a little bit. There was some subtlety yeah. with the spores. You could have just done away with emphasizing the spores. You didn't have to introduce the tendrils as well. That's going further into that George A. Romero. We've got to have something physically transmitting here for the audience to believe it. I thought it was amusing. We can get back onto the potty. Yeah, well, so, I mean, you you basically bring up the next part. So uh, they go to the the building or wherever it is that they're going. That's when uh, T- Tess and Joel meet Marlene. And I think just prior to that, we kind of get that scene where we first see... Ellie and she's obviously been taken by um, the Fireflies and she's been tested for a few days, um, mm, you know. That's important, uh, yeah. to, to, Just to see uh, about the infection and then, yeah. 
And then obviously shit goes down and then so Robert and his crew end up getting into a firefight with or a fight with the fireflies. That's what I, mm. I kind of gathered from that because then Robert's obviously dead when when they get to that building. Um, yeah, and then, then obviously Marlene comes into it, um, who's actually, uh, I'm not sure if you if you knew Nathan, but um, it's, it's the same character. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Same actor who plays the character Is in the right? game. Yep. I didn't know. Yeah, so um, and I forgot her name in the potty that we did, James, and I forgot her name again now. But Yes, um, it is. Oh, my God. I am looking as quickly as I can. Because I'll figure it out. Um, yeah, so then, then obviously they make the deal to take Ellie across the the country. Merle Dandridge. There, there you go. There yeah. was also a, a sneaky little reference in there in a conversation with Marlene and, and Ellie to Left Behind. Mm. Did you pick yes. up on that? Which one? So the DLC. Yeah, yeah. So they're having a conversation. Yeah, well, there was something about um, you would know how to basically endanger the lives of other people because you basically killed my daughter or whatever it was. Yeah. So the Fireflies, right. I didn't come away from this episode with a very clear understanding of their ideology. Um, Like, I think it's a very... Yeah, they like graffiti. Exactly. Oh, when you're, when you're lost in the dark, look for the light. Like, it's it's such a nothing line without anything to back it up. And it's not as if the game does, like, a huge amount of heavy lifting in this regard in, in this section either. But something I distinctly noticed the lack of was in the game's title credits that come after Sarah dies. Um, you get a bunch of news announcers sort of updating the state of the world as it's progressing along the timeline. And then eventually the Fireflies thing does come up and they have, like, two or three lines where it's like, this is what they want, this is what they're doing to get it. And, in, like, yes, it's, like, it's a very direct explanation position but at least it gives you an understanding of the sort of factions of the world um whereas I, I felt this pilot was just kind of like they were they were a violent group and they're there and that's about it yep that's that's what i've got yep uh yeah so then joel and tess and uh marley make a deal for to take ellie to the state building i think it's called i don't think that's where they're going where they're going to meet a bunch of fireflies and then they'll take ellie Elsewhere, and that's when they, uh, Marlene's like, well, yeah, we'll give you a battery. We'll give you more than a battery. We'll give you a bloody truck, mate. Um, uh, yeah, so they then go to the, uh, they go to some room um, as per the game, kind of. But this is where the um, the little cipher thing comes on, which I thought was, I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, where they talk about the different, Eras of the music, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, is so this one lost me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah. So it's the I don't remember again. Like I've seen this episode a couple of weeks ago, but it, there was a little code, I guess, that where the music came across the uh, radio, depending on the era of music, it was was it like the threat level or something like that, James. Yeah, it was like a, like 60s is all clear, 70s is whatever, and 80s is like trouble on the horizon yep. or whatever, um, which allows them to do the thing you hate in dark and I hate here, but I like in dark. <laughs> um, yeah, so then obviously, and then, then Joel, I think this is, this is what you've written, I think we're up to the second last line in our document um, mm. where uh, he has that 
PTSD moment? Is that is that this moment where he's on the couch? Mm, uh, I think no, no, that's when um, they get caught on the perimeter of the um, oh right, sorry, safe zone. yes, yes, yeah. sorry, no. I thought it was. Um, I couldn't remember if it, if this was written about the first time that they met them. But Actually, yes, so so oh yeah, so yeah, so then you uh, yeah, so mm. then yes, so then Joel, Ellie, and uh, Tess they they take off. Uh, very much as per the game, and then they obviously stumble across the the guard that Joel's been dealing with for his whatever the oxycodone is that we said. Yeah, oxycodone, um, whatever it is, yeah, medicinal um, heroin. <laughs> and that I think that scene is a bit weird as well. Um, because why yeah, like, do you think it's weird? Yeah, so let's I, unpack I, that. I thought it was a bit weird because, uh, well, this guy's obviously buying drugs from some smuggler dude, but then as soon as he sees them out in the open, he's like, no, that's fucking it. Rules are rules. You can't. Shrinking the principle. I was like, mate, if he's just smuggling, bro, like if if he's, you know, and he's like, yeah, you you can have the whole bunch of drugs for free or whatever it was that Joel offered. Surely you'd just Mm. be like, cool, I'll I'll look the other way only like this once or whatever it may be right um mm. it's just a bit just a bit weird like just a bit uh i don't know why yeah mm. i don't know like i do get because obviously the guards like you know play play it play it safe play it cool don't go outside um but still like just the fact that he was so like hellbent on being like nah i've got, I've got to call this in man I've got to call this in there is one uh, part of this that i did like um and that's it's going to sound a bit rude, but when he, when the uh, guards get his face beaten to a pulp, um, you see in the shot on the left-hand side, Ellie kind of looming in, like she's really trying to get a good view of this, and it's almost mm. like a voyeur. Like she's really actually quite allured to this, and that very mm. much reminded me of the character in the game. Like she's definitely drawn to the violence. Like she he starts off as a spectator, and she's really quite warming herself up to getting her own hands quite dirty. Um, so I like mm, the fact yes. that Bella Ramsey was just able to sort of really lean into it and quite show some um, that, that she's mm. actually really quite thrilled or reservedly thrilled with this kind of gore and brutality that early. Yeah, the showrunner, um, he did an interview semi-recently where he talked about that scene um, and he said that in, in their sort of eyes, the, the idea was that that violent act like activates Ellie essentially oh, right. um, on, on two levels in that like, like what you're talking about there with her own, you know, sort of desire about violence that crops up later with her character, obviously. Um, but also just that the idea of being protected by someone that aggressively and what that does to sort of a developing brain. It's, um, mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting. I don't, I don't fully think it's on the screen, um, I think that that is a really good concept and a really good like theory. Uh, I, I do think the moment is again more about Joel's um, PTSD reaction mm. to a flashlight, which again is one of those choices I think I mentioned before, where it's like you are making his violence sympathetic in a way, or at least empathetic. Um, and you know, the moment in the original game is just about him and Tess just cold blood murdering two people. Um, and those little differences, they, they matter because why he enacts the violence he does and how he does it and how we're meant to feel about it um, are kind of everything that the ending of this story relies on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, I just, I just think it's interesting. Neither good or bad. Like, I, I think it's well acted. I think it's well told. I like the characterization in that it fits uh, Pedro Pascal's face. Um, but <laughs> it's, it's definitely a change that's going to 
um, cause some ripples, I think, for further down the line storytelling wise. So Nathan, just remind me because I don't remember exactly, but where did episode one finish up? What was the... the you just Okay, so uh, I, I remember very clearly. They're walking into the distance. You get a landscape shot. It's very oh, much yeah, zoomed yeah. out. You okay. see the cityscape, but <laughs> they're, all three of them are just happily walking into the distance, minding their own business while a clicker on the rooftop of a building next to them is just screaming at them. And they just ignore it. They just keep walking. <laughs> it's just such so, an odd scene. Oh, yeah. Another mm. interesting thing that I read is that the clicker actors from the game play the, the the characters or the monsters in the in the show. Well, I mean, they've got a very mm. interesting swagger about them, so why not get the mocap folks back in? They know how to yeah, dance. That's it. That's it. That's it. Do Nathan, um, I'm really interested to see how you evolve with your feelings about clickers in this show because um, they are there's some choices made. Well, you know? episode one doesn't. The only real impression you get from episode one is that scene that you see when they're in that little sub-basement area and you see that one frozen on the wall. And just how they've mm. designed that was very... Oh, I, I thought it was really cool. I looked at that and I was like... Because mm. I had heard some impressions that, you know, the clickers are going to be quite well designed, perhaps. You know, there's clearly been some thought put into it, but seeing that on display, I was like, yeah, that's cool. What we'll mm. see next? I don't know. Well, okay. Mm. So James, we've also written here, and it was definitely noticeable that there's um, the relationship between Tess and Joel does seem a bit more lovey-dovey. It does, doesn't than it? Perhaps cuddling in the more intimate. Yeah, yeah there's yeah. that. Lo- oh no, that's next week. Never mind. Next <laughs> that when we get to it. <laughs> but no, I picked up on that as well. It did seem notably more intimate, and yeah. Mm. All right, cool. So you're you're liking where it's going so far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I look, I'm. James has obviously enlightened me to some things that I had felt in my gut in terms of I just got to ignore this uh, and do so as with as least be do ignore it with as least conscious mind about it as possible and in doing so as passive entertainment I was I was fully satisfied as active entertainment something that we're engaging with as people that have enjoyed the games and eaten them up it could be a different story as a Last of Us adaptation, what do you want from it? Do you want something that is relatively beat by beat or do you want something that just does something completely different? Yeah, look, based on that first episode, it did solidify in me what I wanted. I didn't think that I wanted a straight-down-the-line adaptation, but as I was watching it play and unfold, I decided to myself, actually, I want to see how this goes because I'm we've, we've, law, we've, we've bemoaned for so long video game to movie adaptations that take weird left turns. I'm thinking things like, for, for me, Resident Evil 2. I wanted to see more of Jill play out and then it sort of took a left turn into um, Jovovich's character and I was left a bit cold, even though it's still fine, you know, but I was wanting to see more of the nemesis and Jill and I didn't get that in the second half of the film. The fact that I can expect or am expecting in this that I'm going to get a fairly beat-by-beat replication, I'm kind of curious to see how that plays out because it's not something we're used to. Most of the adaptations do take some kind of odd left turn and become something very different. I'm getting the impression that this is has moments where it definitely stands out, but it is by and far trying to tread that same ground. Mm. All right, so the last couple of questions I, I want to ask you. What what did you think of the tendrils? Because that's obviously quite a big change. 
Yeah, um, I really don't know what to make of that just yet. <laughs> um, I definitely want to. I'll, I'll revisit that question next week. It because uh, it seems too much like they're now turning them into zombies, right? Like they're they're doing the whole zombie vampire thing where we've got to suck on your neck, and I don't know. It's it's a small detail, I suppose. Uh, second thing, what are the what do you think of the the two main actors? Brilliant. So yeah. Pedro and Bella, good. Yeah, look, Pedro any is- any reservations I had was definitely sorted out and put at peace in that first episode. Thought they were both re- really good. No issues whatsoever. Cool. How did you feel Very about cool. them? How how did you both feel about them? Uh, I'm trying to remember about the first episode. How I I was because this is your first impression, right? Yeah. I was less I was less keen on Bella originally. Yeah, look, than... I wasn't entirely sold on the casting, just having seen her from Game of Thrones. But she she put put my fears to bed real quick. She's very confident yeah. in the role. And I think the too. the later eps, you like you really you really do, yeah, you do feel that. Um, Pedro's good. Pedro's. Pedro <laughs> knows what um, he's doing. Safe hands. Yeah, like he he yeah he plays Joel. Um, you know, probably only Troy Baker could do a better job, eh? Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think it's great. And you know, I, I mean, I've said this to you folks just just previously, but I, I don't know what the correct term is here, Latinx or but he's he's technically like a Latino American actor. Right, like he's born mm. in Chile, he spent most of his life there. He's in the U.S. now, doing this role. Brilliant, you know. It's a very, you know, qu- my impression of Joel was a very quintessential Southern white fella, you know. So to have him in the yep. role and and embody that, I, you know, I was happily convinced to go go off. I thought he did a good job. Cool, James. Any questions, thoughts, uh, or Nathan? Any other questions before we wrap it up? Hey, you've just heard my raw, unfiltered first impressions. I'm, uh, I, I too am keen to see how they evolve in the coming episodes. I have been told that episode three is quite a defining episode, so we've got a couple of weeks before we get to there, but that's that's what I'm going to be saving a lot of my energy for. We'll see what that's about. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know if this is... This is, not really, this is not a spoiler, but I think out of all the episodes, that's probably the biggest shift. Uh, between oh, f- yeah yeah like like massive in terms of adaptation like, yeah by, yeah. A, by a country mile yeah well yeah. Um, um yeah okay we'll see i don't know we'll see i'm excited mm. one I'm, thing that I, i'm keen Nate, I, I just uh, this is a very early point to be asking this question but it's a two-part question a do we see a season two coming from this i'm guessing probably yes <laughs> and does ah so i i be as vague about this as you want. Do we see a season two coming off of this? And is that season two going to tread some territory of The Last of Us Part Two? In your opinion, don't answer too clearly if that's given much away. I don't I, remember what I said on the other podcast. Yeah, I, I think we we did kind of cover this, but like, no, I, this is pretty definitively The Last of Us Part One. Okay. Um, and given the success of it, I, I do imagine that we will definitely be getting part two. Whether Bella works for what part two requires of Ellie, uh, like a bit of a time jump yeah. is necessary for the, the 
depths that that character has to plunge. Um, so that that is concerning because I will just say, I know I didn't say anything during the, the performance conversation, but I love both of these actors, like fantastic performances, Good. very happy with them. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I do just think that um, whoever is Ellie part two may need to be a little bit older in the face but hey uh hbo house of the dragons they did a fantastic job switching actors with the different generations they did that's it like i am i'm glad that that show came along and taught people that recasting is a good thing yep um yeah well i mean yeah if if it's a couple years away i mean bella might yeah it's definitely we we shouldn't put that expectation on her though that's not in her control growth being how it is and yeah Mm. Good luck to her. All right. Big fan well, of the show. <laughs> she is a massive fan. Um, she actually sent us an email being like, when's uh, when's your recap going up? And it's going up right after this episode. Juicy. You go live straight, straight to the feed. All right. Uh, thank you for listening to the episode one of HBO's The Last of Us Recap. Uh, we'll be doing this weekly. Hope you have enjoyed it if you've watched the first ep and uh, we'll see you next week. Let us know on social media. Please do let us know on social media. Tag us at wellplayed underscore au. (laughs) Or just au. I can't remember. It's there. You'll figure it out. You've got friends. That's it. (laughs) That's it. Um, Um, But no. uh, Yes. Looking forward to, to... uncovering this uh, season with you, Nathan. I'm, I'm excited for this journey. He's not looking forward to my <laughs> evolving feelings, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do like a did bit you, of controversial, James. I expect it. Did mm. you decide to play the game or you haven't decided yet? No, I'm, I'm going to go pick it up tomorrow. So. Cool. I cool. have made up my mind that I've, I'm already I dug a few hours into part one and this has given me the motivation to push through, yeah. And it's oh, a so good you actually time. went. So you bought it. Oh no, yes, you did. No, no, you got it from. I can't remember. Anyway, yes, yeah. Free trial on uh, yep. PlayStation at the moment. Boom. Yes. Well, mm. go play the game, please do. Um, go have fun. See you next week. Goodbye. Ciao. Bye. <laughs>